This is Mary Nichols, a.k.a. DJ Fusion, and you are now listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. And thank you so much for tuning in to episode 138 of Chasing Dreams. Today's episode is sponsored by our Patreon campaign supporters. Thank you guys for all that you do. You are rock stars. It's so appreciated. If you would like to learn more about our Patreon campaign or donate yourself, even if it's just a dollar a day, it goes a long way. You can do so over at amyj21.com slash Patreon. Today, I have for you a fun guest. I say that all the time, but really all these guests are usually, normally, and about 99.9% of the time, my friends. And so today I want to introduce to you guys, Mary Nichols, also known as DJ Fusion of the Fusebox Radio Broadcast, a U.S. mix show and events DJ whose main musical focus is in the urban music genre. The syndicated Fusebox Radio Broadcast was founded by Mary while she was an undergraduate student at the Rutgers University New Brunswick campus in 1998 at Rutgers University Radio. I want you to take a second and think about that. This is 2018 as of this recording. 20 years. 2018 minus 1998. Do the math. 20 years. Okay. That's phenomenal for anyone to be doing something. And so, you know, that deserves all the kudos for for what she's done. From its original roots, the Fusebox radio broadcast has spread to over 25 and more website, FM, and internet radio stations and podcast podcast distribution channels. She is heard, guys, in not just the U.S., but all around the freaking world. Europe. You know what? I, I don't even want to guess the other places, but she has done so much and she is still doing it. And she has been able to take a few minutes out of her day to have a chat with us about that journey. And so let me stop talking so you can listen to it. Hey, Mary, thank you so much for joining. No problem. Thank you for having me on. We've been talking about this for a minute. I'm glad we're able to finally connect. Yes, yes. I am rectifying the delays and things just aligned perfectly, oh, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's nice to have you on the show, not only for what you've been doing, and we've been around at each other's circles probably, what, two, three years, something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's I've, been about that time. Something like that. And I've I've been nothing but impressed with what you have done. And you guys have heard it on the intro that I gave, but 1998. I graduated. I'm dating myself. I graduated high school in 1998. Mm-hmm. That's 20 years as of this airing that you have been chasing this dream that Uh is Mm -hmm. crazy well you are younger than me so that made me feel more like an old because i graduated (laughs) in 96 you know shout out to pg county maryland oxnell high and all of that but um yeah um it's been a 
journey with this. And it's one I had no idea I was going to be on, but yet here we are. Well, that's So that's interesting. You said you had no idea you were going to be on this journey. But when you started in 1998, you, you begin this process. What were you thinking? Um, essentially, um, just to give a little bit of um, background on myself and the show, I actually started it as an undergraduate student at Rutgers University. Um, shout out to WRSU 88.7 FM. Um, I was just going to one of those like, you know, student, you know, organization orientation things. And the station just happened to have one. And I've always been very big on music and things of that nature. And they were recruiting for on-air personalities, folks working in the different departments, including the music department and so forth. I started out in the music department and I eventually met uh, my mentor who was like, hey, why aren't you trying for a show? But I was like, I don't think anybody would care what I would do for a show, even though I like playing music and doing other stuff. And they're like, well, give it a try. So I trained under them for a while. And then I was given a midnight to 2 a.m. slot, which I think people probably expected for me to drop out of. Mm-hmm. But my dorm happened to be literally across the street oh, from the station. So it's like, yeah, I can like literally roll over there and roll back. And then um, I think after a while when I was just doing it, a lot of students and people who were doing night shifts would call in to the show. And I'm like, holy crap, somebody's listening. I'm not talking into the void into um, Central Jersey and North Jersey and all of that. And um, it just became a very regular pattern of my life. Um, music labels and artists, local and national and international started taking things seriously. And somehow now in this month of April, it's been 20 years I've been doing the show, period, and 12, which feels crazy. I've been podcasting. Listen, and, first of yeah. all, kudos to you. That it's is bananas. I have no mini me's, but I have, I have a show. But, <laughs> I don't know how that worked out, but, but so, it's cool. I mean, I'm not mad at it. No, no. But have you always had an inclination towards music? Was that something you've had an interest in and you just kind of, it worked out that this happened? Um, yeah, like I played a decent amount of instruments back in the day, um, throughout my um, education college i wasn't particularly study music and stuff but i mean i'm always always one of those type of people where you know the fam would give you allowance or holiday money it was essentially going to to music and books because mm. i did not give a damn about fashion for a extremely overdue long period of time i'm just one of those people like if i get a release and i really like it i'm going to try to find out all the information about it I want to find out who produced it. I want to find out beats and all this other type of stuff. And as somebody who was relatively awkward for part of my childhood, Mm -hmm. you can escape into music and, you know, reading and stuff like that. And music is one of the ways that as corny as the saying it, it is universal language. Everybody can connect with an artist that they like, you know, and doing the show. And also at that time, getting involved with some of my friends and doing a um, music organization based around hip hop helped me out, like kind of do that true breaking out of one shell as it were. And um, I honestly just think a lot of the stars aligned because I did not think I was going to be a media personality or anything of any kind of sort. Even now, like, you know, I'm relatively quiet until I get comfortable with people. Mm -hmm. So, but, 
something about just how everything synced in um, with what was, okay, this is fun. Now it's a dream I can really do. Well, so that's my question, because college radio is one thing, right? Yes. You mm-hmm. leave college, you kept this going. Like, did you just, ha- because of the response and the reception from your audience, again, probably was it a, all a college audience that you you thought, give it a shot? Yeah, essentially. Plus, I think things just grew at the right time with the technology. Okay. Like, um, I graduated um, college in 2001, and that was when you just started having the beginning of, like, Podomatic and a few other companies doing podcasting and um, internet radio, you know, RIP to Live 365 and all of that. And it was like, oh, I can actually do this. I was in New Jersey for a decent period of time before I moved back to the D.C. metro area. It was like, oh, well, we can do this thing and that's cool. And when podcasting and Internet radio came, you know, and this is going to probably make the both of us sound like semi old to some of these younger kids (laughs) right now. You just started having the beginning of the MP3 players, right? Yep. So like super, super early iPods and Zooms and other random things that were going on. Where the storage was like 16 megabytes, y'all. or like Yeah. And and that was like the, well, I don't know if I can curse on here, but um. That was the business, you know, and um, broadband internet wasn't really a thing for till about the time I graduated. Right. Dial up, like, y'all. Easier access. Yeah. You had like that AOL dollar. When people hear that modem, they're like, what the hell is that? Like, no, that, that yeah. was the life. Okay. <laughs> if you were not on a college campus or no. like a library. That T1. Were, exactly. Like that T1 connection, like opened up the world <laughs> or whatever. That's why we wanted to stay at college. Let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. You know, because. <laughs> It took a little while for Comcast and all these other companies to get on board with that. But for myself and um, my friend and partner who I do the show with now, you know, shout out to John. We were just there like, hey, it would be kind of cool to be like, here's our show. And if somebody wants to go to a website and pull it up, they can do it if, if worse come to worse. Now, when the smartphone explosion started happening and the apps and things, that just made things grow even more. But for a good period of time before getting a home set up together and everything for a home studio, we had places to record and do stuff. And part of it was just us like liking to be able to go over our archives and listen to it. But then the technolo- technological boom had us not opened up to just the local area we were currently functioning in. It literally opened us up to the world. And even now in this day and age, it's kind of mind-blowing that somebody will either stumble onto your show or recommend you or whatever, because you just put your stuff out there. A lot of this was really a risk well, for your, a good it, long period of time. And your audience is worldwide. I mean, you have a European <laughs> audience. I mean, it's not limited to the U.S. No, and um, that in itself has been a blessing since, again, who thinks that somebody one day is like, hey, I like the music that y'all play or... <laughs> I like what y'all are talking about or y'all are kind of crazy, but I'm listening anyway. And it's like, okay, right. Right. That's kind of cool. And with the podcasting situation, especially like you have a lot of music artists will be there, like, is my stuff really being played if I give it to a DJ mm-hmm. or whatever else? And you can be like, yeah, you can hear it being played right here. You can see our playlist and all that good stuff. So you can use it for your own promotional growth and you know careers and what have you and um likewise on our in terms of a benefit because not too long after folks started doing the show in the early 2000s um we did an official llc so it was actually a business in terms of doing um, entertainment things in terms of music writing photography and so forth 
we could now be like, if you want to hear what we do, you can literally go to this website and check out our stuff, you know, and see that, you know, we're reliable. It's regular. We lasted for a long period of time and stuff. And people who want to get interviews and things like everybody, I think likes getting a little bit of good and positive press. Sure. But now it can like last pretty much as long as the internet lasts. And more and more people have access to that all over the world every day. And that's cool. Like the interesting thing to me with podcasting right now, besides its longevity is that I think it's one of the last few forms of media in general, much less independent media that everybody had the same access to a distribution um, channel. Yeah. Like, you know, you and I, and also the BBC, NPR, NBC, and so forth, all go through the same channels to have people check us out. Yeah. It's not necessarily, you know, a multi-tiered structure. And that's insane. And at this juncture right now, which is a blessing because in the early days, you kind of had to be a little more on the tech nerd side to get your stuff out a certain way. You can record with almost anything. And put your thoughts out there and whatever mode of creativity that you have. And we all got to go through Apple podcast and whatever else. And podcasting is still unique and special because it's literally you being you in your best form, you know, and people get tired of a lot of the commercialized stuff that's put out there. You literally are hearing unique people. And for folks in our age range of the thirties, to the, almost the ignored segment commercially mm-hmm. and otherwise until yeah. very recently. It's like, there's a ton of us who are doing our thing who never thought we would do our thing this way. And that's spectacular. Like everybody's voice can be heard. And it's quite a, a the, democratic way. The interesting thing is, and guys, just to be clear, Fusebox radio broadcast, the podcast version has over 550 episodes. Um, yeah, I think we're at 555, something, something like that, which is phenomenal. Keep in mind, well, it's a weekly a, show. It's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. And the best part is you're doing something you love, but you're also helping so many people because you get a lot of requests and independent artists, right? What is something that has surprised you about what you're doing and how you've helped others? For me, it's seeing a lot of, um, a lot of interesting career trajectories with artists. Like we've literally seen independent artists become mainstream who came through the show. Really? And who, um, can you yeah. name one? I think back in the day we had Talib on early. Um, we've um, had Andre 3000 in the history. Um, various um, Wu-Tang cats are parts of their careers. Um, on the political end before the Green Party got special in quotation marks. Um, <laughs> we had um, Cynthia McKinney in 2008 interview with us. We had different um, Socialist Party people interview with us in 2016, which was one of our most um, commented shows on in a very long time on multiple ends. Really? Um, yeah, since um, it's one of those things that was interesting because, you know, as People, I'm sure, are all aware 2016 was crazy here in the States yes. and whatnot with the presidential election. And one of the things that um, I was curious about was, you know, you had um, Senator Bernie Sanders run and everything. You had people who were just there like, you know, well, what the hell is a socialist? And we're like, well, we have a 
thing here. And I just looked on the web in terms of various people who are running independently. And it was like, how about we have different people who are in the parties that you're not hearing of Mm -hmm. talk about how they got into that political viewpoint in the first place and what it means to them. And then, you know, talk about, you know, their party platforms and stuff that aren't being heard through the major news networks or whatever. So you pretty much just had Hillary Clinton, um, Trump, um, Bernie Sanders, and at sometimes here and there, the, um, was it Gary Johnson, I think was libertarian and, um, Jill Stein was, um, the Green Party nominee. It's like, well, there's more people who are out here. Right. And ultimately people should want to have an informed a- opinion. Exactly. Like right. have an informed opinion, decide who you're going to vote for, because an educated vote is the most powerful vote. You know, you shouldn't just like pick a name out of a hat as far as I'm concerned. And um, we interviewed different people and we had bipartisan love and hate. It was crazy to me. So you had some people who were screaming on us that we weren't sweating Bernie Sanders, but it was like, hey, this is my show. So back up off me. Right. <laughs> Two, um, you don't got to check out anything. We're just trying to show different stuff. But then you had Hillary Clinton people hating. And of course, like you had Trump folks hating because we are very loud um and opinionated black people, which makes some people already mad, but it's like, whatever, I can't do anything about that. You can't. It was just very fascinating seeing the gamut of responses. And we're just kind of here, like, we just want to educate folks. Then you had some people just there, like, oh my God, nobody ever talks to these people for real, for real, besides, you know, occasional things here and there. And now we heard this, and this is kind of cool seeing how somebody came at it at a certain angle, especially. When, and I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, it wasn't the stereotypical idea of here is, you know, a young or old white guy talking about stuff right. or somebody using a Karl Marx meme like he's, you know, um, secular Santa Claus. <laughs> Here's some real people, you know, who are talking about how they ran into things from, you know, older black women to, you know, Latina and black women who are our age to, you know, you know a white fellow who came through by the punk rock scene. So you into were, it. So you were really, and that's the the cool thing about what you're doing is your voice is honest. It, it's not fake or anything. You, you still stay true to that. Has that been uh, a challenge in today's medium? I don't think it's a challenge. It's just really, you got to decide what you want to stand for. And what you want to represent, you know, like, I think we've been very blessed with being honest and people still want us aboard (laughs) various stuff anyway, Mm -hmm. because you're usually taught that you had to put on a persona. Yes. And things to get somewhere. And for me, I look at some of the things that happen with us literally just being us, because, you know, in your earlier period, you might try on different things. Like when I first started doing um, the show, I was tired of mainstream urban radio. Like, I would just hear like, oh, my God, this I'm hearing the same 10 songs and everybody's trying to be a bootleg version of the other host. And this is garbagey. But, you know, you still try different stuff because you don't necessarily know where you want to angle your voice, I guess. But I think when I stopped caring after maybe the first year or two, mm-hmm. that's when everything started happening <laughs> for me. Um, I got to talk with um, TEDx Orlando back in 2012 because somebody checked out my show. And that blew my mind. I was like, you hear us, right? (laughs) I mean, we're not crazy, but we're, you know, we're not really holding back on certain things. And um, the organizers, you know, very nice older couple were like, yeah, um, so do you want to do this thing? And I'm like, yeah, I do. (laughs) 
why wouldn't I? And that opened up a whole world. People started doing the podcast conferences, which has been wonderful to see the growth of that on local and national levels. Sure. I mean, that's how we met. Exactly. Like we met through that type of thing and we had, you know, other various people would sit back and check things out and be like, okay, we like to have you here. I mean, to me, nobody had to choose me for anything. So they do choose to do that. Um, very happy for it, especially because, yeah, you've, you've checked out my show. I'm not really going to be, I'm not here to try to cause problems or trouble, but I'm really not trying to be the, you know, middle of the road person. So I, you can be the, um, visual diversity talk talker, you know, right. I'm a talk from my experience and I've had good experiences from people of all backgrounds and I've had some interesting ones for people of all backgrounds, including um, mine in terms of being a Black American in regards to what we do. But it's had me travel, you know, through the Americas. It's had me run into some people where it kind of tripped me out at times. I was like, wow, you're still doing this. That's awesome. You know, <laughs> we're glad that you're still. And I'm like, yeah, I apparently am out of my mind. I'm still doing this. <laughs> and um, in other ways, it's helped out on um, even the business and like people hear how people, um, you know, do music mixes and all the different type of stuff people right. listen to. And it's like, oh, okay, well, we know that you're prepared because I'm hearing what you do, but also I see you have a track record of doing multiple things. So that's a reliability factor that um, people look at with stuff. So with this, I think a lot of it has been the fact that almost at times, because you know, you, you do have low times when you do this sometimes. Why don't we just kind of like, what am I doing? Something always gives you a boost. Somebody, you know, send a nice email or ask you to go, you know, do an event or they see you at an event. They're like, oh, thank you for talking about A, B, C, D, or E. Like, it's just enough that just keeps things steady. And during some rougher times in my personal life, my show was a steady thing to do. You know, I've had family members that, you know, pass away throughout the past decade or two, including, you know, my stepfather, I had that period of unemployment, you know, shout out to the government being garbagey in the early 2000s. Right. And um, all over type of stuff. I'm like, well, I can at least do my show, <laughs> you know. So, I, And I, um, it just became a thing. Can I, can I ask, after 20 years in the business, in mm-hmm. podcasting 12 years, you know, having done all of this, are you going to continue the way you've been? Is there something, uh, some change in the horizon or is there a lesson you've learned that you want to kind of adjust for in the next 20? Oh God, I'll, will feel so creative. Like I've been podcasting for 40 years. I, um, let that sink in. I mean, yeah, I'm like, wow, I will be so old. <laughs> um, I think part of it is that, you know, you can't necessarily look at the other side and assume the grass is greener. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we look at some people that they're like, damn, can I have an advertising thing? Can I quit my nine to five, please? I mean, come on, you know, but I don't know the journey they're on. I don't know what they had to go through to get those things. I mean, I hope it's not bad, but um, you don't know. And sometimes you don't know their background or how long they've been working or how hard they've been working. Um. Sometimes you just got to like stay focused on what you're doing and, you know, that you got to, you know, try to imitate something else or, you know, get a little too caught up in your feelings because it seemed like it's easier for somebody. You know, we don't know other people's lives, you know, so 
I say if this is the thing you really want to do in terms of independent media, period, much less like your life goal, mm-hmm. um, give it a good steady try. Like sometimes things will knock you back and get you discouraged, but you have to be truly determined to give something a shot before being like, okay, maybe this doesn't work for me. Let me go to another place. Was there a time for you where where you may have thought of shutting down Fusebox Radio or gone through a turbulent time? Um, yeah. Um, one thing I will say that ties into this is if you are trying to be involved with a partner who doesn't support you, run. Break off with them as soon as possible. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I had um some unsupportive relationships where, you know, I don't put it like this. If somebody rolls up at you and they talk about your little show, get them the hell out of your life. If you've been dedicated to it, it's not going to um work out for you. And did it take you long to get rid of them? Because sometimes we surround ourselves by the negativity and it, it's, it takes some time before we realize it. It was longer than I should have been. Mm. But, you know, when you sit back and you look, you look back, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. Like you get some signs or whatever. And even sometimes your people are just there like, this dude is not worth it at all. You know, sometimes you got to act on your antique. Like, yeah, this ain't right at all. And um, it is a very unique in that regard. Like all the folks I see who are in creative couples, I'm just here like, y'all better hold on tight, yo. That's great, <laughs> you know? And that doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy as pie or whatever, but somebody who realizes that your dream and your work mean something is um very serious. And it's not just romantic relationship. We're talking about family, friends, acquaintances, all of that. So um definitely keep that in mind and in heed. And likewise, I mean, I'm not saying that they can't give you feedback or other types of stuff. I mean, that's good, but it has to be constructive and from a good place. Some people, especially if your situation starts growing, can get very negative. You learn a lot about how real people are when certain things start happening. That's true. For you. Put you know? someone in an uncomfortable or bad situation, you'll see their true colors come out. Quickly, you know. So in a weird way, I think when you get older, you actually act on your instincts more. Like you go through certain experiences after a while, like, you know, you might be in an environment sometimes you're just there like, nope, it's time for me to go. <laughs> Whereas you might have tried to try to excuse certain things beforehand. And some of that is like like learning, you know, and all of that. Is there or do you just become more fearless? I think I think it's a mixture. Mm-hmm. I think it's a mixture because after a while you're just there like, man, psh, whatever. <laughs> I, I I don't got time for your shenanigans, <laughs> you know. And I think even when you have disagreements, we can tell if somebody wants to come from a place that wants to help you out. Then somebody who's just there like, oh, you know, you think you're getting bigger now. It's like, I really don't. I'm just doing better. Why are you mad at me for doing better? Like if you were in school back in the day, right? You got like a new pair of shoes and somebody was mad at you because you had a new pair of shoes and new clothing or something. Right. And you're like, you're like, why the hell are you mad? Like, and you're not even being arrogant or studying. You're just like, I got something new. Like, in a weird way with parts of your media journey, sometimes if you grow, you're going to see people who get mad with, when new stuff starts happening to you. And you're going to see the people who are supportive. And sometimes, it's, you know, the support might not come from angles that you expect. And I think that's been a big thing about um, things with the Fusebox Radio. Some of the support and <laughs> situations that happen to me came from left field, <laughs> from a place I expected it to come from. But, you know, you got to embrace it. Like the TEDx Orlando thing came from complete left field. Never saw that coming, huh? 
No, not not one bit. I literally emailed them trying to um get involved with some of their um after program activities. And they were like, Yeah, I mean, we could do that, but we also listen to your show. Would you like to speak? And it's like, what? Like, okay. And like we could fly you down and pay for a hotel room. And it's free? Okay. Did you I mean, think I there was some catch to it? I didn't think there was a catch. I was just more like, how is this happening? Mm. Again, I'm me and y'all heard some of these shows. <laughs> we are can be kind of a trip sometimes. But you were just there like, I like hearing this. What would you like to talk about? You know, we went back and forth on that. And um, it was one of those things that became really helpful in terms of doing more public speaking types of events on a more formal level, but it's still about the thing I'm very passionate about on terms of independent media and music and other stuff. So that was a big climb up in a way that I wouldn't have anticipated. I mean, I can still use that video now and be like, here's one environment I can speak in, but here's also these different type of panels and other types of stuff. Like that opened up a major, um, that it was just a big major opening for the show. And it came from, for me, no, from nowhere. Obviously, the universe wanted it to happen. But yeah, I wouldn't have expected for that to go down. I wouldn't have expected for the show to have taken us to Canada for a few years for um, their version of South by Southwest called North by Northeast. But it did, you know, like all these things happen. And I mean, I know I work hard. I know my friend works hard and other types of stuff. But it's still amazing that people look at you and like, we like what you do. And they take, you know, they're just taking a risk on you too, you know? And all I can do is sit back and appreciate it. Like as a student back in the day, I wouldn't have anticipated this being a very solid part of my life, which actually does some nice income supplementing, which is like, yay. Like who wouldn't want to make money off of something they like? Oh, absolutely. But guys, just to be clear, I mean, this is, this is your side hustle, essentially, right? I mean, you have a nine to five that you're doing, which mm-hmm. makes what you're doing even more impressive because this is in full time. This is you after a nine to five, come home, probably what, six, seven, and you're working into the night on something you're passionate about. Yeah, which I mean, advertisers, hey, if y'all want to, you know, hook people up, I will be very glad to do so. See, well, she's I don't sell myself out. Hey, she's look. still working. <laughs> Look, I think most of us, if we were, if most of us, I think if we were able to make the money that we were passionate on something that we were passionate about, mm-hmm. we would, most of us would probably quit our, quit our nine to five tomorrow. Sure. To be very honest. Like, I'm not even talking about being like a multimillionaire. Just they're like, oh, I can still pay my bills. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is um, currently my side hustle. You know, I got other obligations and things, but um, it's a pretty nice one. And I really appreciate that, you know? Like, it's something I already enjoy doing. I mean, when I was in college, I wasn't making no money. And, you know, even some of this has been a recent upswing after, you know, a certain amount of years during a 20-year span. But it's it's nice, you know. But I think when you have anything you're passionate about, um, you find the time and you angle it out, especially when it's something that's passionate, that's constructive. We do it with people. We do it with different activities. And then some of just finding out what your true passion is and how well it works for yourself and hopefully others, you know, and sometimes the passion part is easier than the people part. 
but you know, that's part of life journey. <laughs> and um, so true. Even this journey has had me meet so many other kinds of people I probably would have never met. Yeah. And we actually have some um, circles that overlap one another. I mean, you just don't know yeah. mm-hmm. nowadays what a small world it is. And, you know, in 20 years that you've done this and the people you've met, the experience you've gotten, do you ever want to retire? Hang it up, call it a day, take it easy, kind of find a way to do some passive income? Or is this such a passion that you just can't see yourself doing that down the road? Um, I currently cannot not see doing it down the road or whatever. Um, I mean, there might be things I might tweak or maybe even expand upon, Mm -hmm. but, um, giving up, no, like why, (laughs) you know, like I literally feel that way about like, why would I possibly stop doing what feels awesome to me, you know, what had expanded, what my viewpoint of life was back in the day Mm -hmm. um, to now. And especially at this juncture where you see the growth of the medium, but that's all the different types of people who are using the medium to express themselves. And there's times that you can help those folks out. Like you just get so much good, at least for me, you get so much good from it. It's like, why would I um, cut off that tap? Like you mentioned, we met. And I think we met, we didn't know that we knew mutual people. Nope. And that happened that way. And um, I'll put it like the side of the, the good side of social media also exploded around the time um, podcast started doing more growth. Right. And I met a whole lot of folks that way. And even now when I like um, they have events like um, DC Podfest and other type of stuff, I was like, I didn't know some of y'all literally live right around the corner or in the metro area, maybe mm-hmm. at most 45 minutes to an hour away. And um yeah, folks connected on um that end. Like I met um Phenom from Where's My Forty Acres through when I wrote for a website um doing music. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, you live in Baltimore. Okay, that's how I learned about um Chris from Movie Trailer Network. And yes. then I found out that you knew Chris from Movie Trailer Network. We went to and then college. That's how I, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how I met Jay from the Nerpocalypse. And just more and more connections happen from you just yammering and you know, just talking, right? Your stuff from, from literally just talking. And then yeah. times when you meet other people at events, it's just they're like, oh, you're so-and-so and so, or oh, we've been talking for a thousand years on Facebook or Twitter, or yeah, I heard about you on so-and-so show, or I listened to your show. This is like, wow, this is just like yeah, yeah, insane. And I mean, you know, most of us do nine to fives or other, you know, hustles or whatever else. And it's one of those things that does make the medium fascinating. Like most of us aren't doing this full time. And yet it has become a thing that had expanded all of our worlds. Yeah. And and, and I, I think you said it best though. If we could do this 24 seven, we would absolutely no, no doubt about it, but I don't think we regret doing it after hours because we love it so much. Yeah. Like, I think all of us have had that one conversation like, damn, I'm so tired. I was editing all night or trying to interview this this person or do photos or whatever. But, you know, nobody's just there like, man, screw it. I'm a quit. Like, this is tiring. This is exhausting. This is this is ruining my life. Nobody has really said that. Yeah. You know, I, I the most you might have is maybe taking a break because, you know, we're all adults. Life stuff happens. Everything has its, you know, fluctuations. But it's just one of those things where you could just tell like, the longer, the long-term people from, let's say, the year to five years to ten years and more, this is your chunk of life. Like, um, 
I know with the folks of um the black guy who tips. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, you know, shout out to Rod and Carrie. They have a really awesome show. You hear them talk about how they like this block out chunks of their life for it. Yeah. But they, they also have a very, you know, you can just feel they have a very strong relationship, period. But like the fact that this is their passion. And they've you been doing folks, it forever, too. And they've been doing it for quite some time. You have um folks like Amina Perez of um podcast um fandom who I don't know how she does everything. It still maintains like multiple shows during the week mm-hmm. while, you know, writing for a website that covers all types of pop culture, you know, handling a lot of other writers and stuff who do that, um, multiple screenings, multiple podcasts and all of that while, you know, raising a family. Yeah. And all of that where I'm just there, like, you homeschool people, you do all this. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> but if you but ask them, they wouldn't change it. Like, yeah, you ask them, they wouldn't change like anything. And I mean... I think it's funny that, you know, there's time that, you know, everybody talks back and forth, whether it's in between their nine to fives or whatever else, you know, via the different mediums. And it's just like, yeah, we got this thing. And oh, by the way, are you covering this thing? Cool. I'll see you there, you know, <laughs> and yeah, all of that. Much. That's the that's the other thing. Well, it becomes a whole different family that spins off of, um, you know, podcasting. Like, um, well, I'll talk about being on Word Before the Yeagers. I took him his wife's pictures for his for their wedding. Oh, that's awesome. Last year. And um, all of that. And then, you know, there were Chris and other people who were there and all and all this type of stuff. Just they're like, damn, we all really became a little like side family of people doing what we love. And that's I, I think why we tough. all relate and get comfortable with each other is because we can relate like that. Mm-hmm. So Excuse let me. me ask you uh, one question to kind of wrap it up. Sure. With your 20 years of experience, right? You're doing something you're passionate about. You know what you're doing. You've seen people make mistakes. You've made your own mistakes, sure. right? What no is right? What is one thing you would tell someone to do today to chase their dreams? Um, don't expect everything to work out perfectly at the beginning. Mm. I think sometimes we, I mean, I know I could be a semi-perfectionist sometimes. I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you can get discouraged when things don't fall into place just so. And again, you can look at the other side of the fence and be there like, it looks like everything's going smooth for them. You don't know what the hell they're going through. You don't know who their support system is. You don't know if they're doing everything themselves. They got other production people. If maybe at the time they got more money and resources than you to promote, you, you don't know. And it's okay to be there like, okay, I'm stumbling, but I got to keep going for a little bit at least to see where this goes. Like, don't get discouraged because it seems like other people are doing it up better than you. Or even with something like podcasting right now, there's still so many voices that aren't being heard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for people who might be starting, that includes yours. You know, you might be able to do, like, I think with like a lot of mainstream media, we used to people segmenting themselves, right? right? You know, you're the person who represents this race, sexuality, policy, et cetera, et cetera. Human beings can be complicated in this medium. Yes. And I think that is so great. On our show, we can talk about everything from how we felt about Black Panther to something that's completely serious to just goofing and just be people. And I love that multiple shows Our take race. advantage of that. You Yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, I, you don't got to be the block that people put you into in these other things. I love and people that. want you to be that person. I mean, I, like, I, I do. Nothing, mm-hmm. You know, like with this show, even with Chasing Dreams, like you're not doing it on, I mean, you know, shout out to people who do things on other levels, of course. Like you're not doing like a bootleg, you know, Ilyana Van Sant or whatever. You're talking <laughs> to people like regular people, you know? And, and that's cool. You're doing it in your, in your um, own format. 
and your own long form wherever you're doing and you're doing it quite well. And other folks want to check you out. Yeah. Like, I think the thing with podcasting is because I think there's so many more now. I think some folks might get discouraged. So I'm like, you got to keep it up because, you know, even if you just get like 10 listeners, that's 10 people who identify with you and who you might be helping out going through a rough time. Yep. And those have been some of the, the best messages I've got from some people too. Like, thank you for doing this and A, B, C, D, or E, or, yeah. you know, I'm going through some stuff and, you know, it was like, I just want to be like, like preach. Out. <laughs> I just want to be like, yes, Mary, tell them, tell them like it's, it's true. Like, like, like it's very real because, you know, most of us aren't making a ton of money from this, even though whatever you get, you get, you get the experiences and all of that. But there are times like those type of things, heck, it's helping you get by. It's helping us get by. Because yeah. again, we're people, you know. There are times you are doing these things and you are just exhausted. Somebody from your family might be getting on your nerves. If you're involved with somebody, they might be doing the entire most and you want to like punch them in the face. It's like, okay, whatever. I got to do what I got to do. And then when you see that people appreciate what you do and, you know, it's an energy feedback loop, you know? Absolutely. And I'm not not saying to do this for ego sake or whatever, but you just got to recognize overall that, you know, the dream chasing is going to be a bit of work <laughs> and you just got to see where it goes. I mean, ultimately you're going to know if it works for you or not. Like everybody's not going to maybe want to do this after a minute, sure. but you got to give it a try. And the awesome thing about this is there's so many ways that you can do it now where you're not like breaking the bank. You don't got to be a tech nerd. There's so many resources that help you out. There's podcasts that are about podcasting for Pete's sake. <laughs> there, there's everything guys. You too can do it. And, Mary's hitting the nail on the head there. And there's so much that's free now. Like to me, I'm like, just, you know, give it a shot. If you just want to record from your phone, there are apps for that to do on your phone until, you know, if you really want to get super heavy into it, yeah, you can get, you know, your USB mics and mixes and all of that type of stuff. Yeah. But um, give it a shot. And I mean, this is beyond podcasting, you know, if you want to go to school or try a different type of job or, you know, some other type of venture. Yeah. All you can do is give it a shot. Worst come to worst. It's not going to, you know, pop off, but you can at least say that you tried. You'll have some interesting life stories. Absolutely. It's uh, about the journey, right? It, it is, you know, like it, the chasing the dream is the journey. For sure. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and talking with us about your illustrious career. That's amazing. And how many lives you've touched. I love it. And we will be in touch. And thank you so much for all your wisdom. Thank you for having me. This was cool. And guys, that was Mary Nichols. So stoked she was able to make time to come on the show and just chat about her amazing journey. 20 years. 20 years doing something she's passionate about. Doesn't see herself stopping. Now that is a dream chaser you guys should look up to. So if you guys want to learn more about Mary, her journey, and find all the links we mentioned on the show, you can do so over at amyj21.com slash episode 138. That's episode 138. All right, guys, until next time, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. 
Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.